All righty. Can I have your attention, please? Can I have your attention, please? That's the message. We're going to kick it off with that. Now, I want to ask you a question. When you hear that, what happens to your body? Your attention, please. Everybody says, so what are they going to tell us something good? Right? Isn't that? Your head tips up. Your ears are listening. All that stuff right there. Your body is an amazing thing. It starts, it starts, man, getting in line with different stuff. But I want to know how many people, you know, came here today, hopefully to hear something that was going to transform their life and encourage them today. Amen. That has been my prayer ever since we start ministry and, and every time that we get together. And I pray that today that we come expecting some important information, right? Because I'm going to talk about Jesus. Is there anything more important about than, than Jesus, right? Life change and transform and set you in the family, healing, miracles, everything else. We're talking about who? Jesus. Man, I'm glad y'all awake today because I'm excited to be here. That's for sure. So I want to talk a little bit about that. And all week I was working through some devotions and stuff. This theme just kept coming back and around. Man, you know, let's really pay attention to what God's got going on. Have y'all ever had that? You start, you're reading something, God puts something in your spirit, and then you go to the store, you're talking about it, and you see somebody else, and they're studying about it, and you're reading a little more, and it's just like, I guess that's what we're going to speak on this week, you know? Sometimes I've got to have the, the, the big old billboard sign. And I believe that what, what God has for us today is a big deal. I believe what God has for us, for us all the time is a big deal. Now, I want to ask you all something. How many people are going to watch the Super Bowl? Hey, a few of them. How many people actually got a team in the Super Bowl? <laughs> I wish I could have just spent everybody's like, I don't know. Okay. But we're still going to watch because you just watch it for the commercials anyway, right? Yeah. In the football pool at work and all that good. I know the deal. That's right. Come on. I can't believe. Why did I get a five on there? You know, out of the world. But, you know, we're going to be paying attention to that. Now, how much more should we be paying attention to the word of God and the prayers that, that, that people offer up for us and, and all these different things? God came to give us life. Jesus came to give us life in abundance. Now, let me tell you something. I'll be the first one to know that every day is just not wonderful, right? We go through some different things. So today, I'm never going to minimize that. I want to maximize what God has done for us. And let's plug into that and come along our church family and encourage one another. So with that being said, I'm going to give you our scripture today. We're going to be, I got most of the scriptures up here, but we're kind of launching from Galatians chapter 6, verse 10. It says, therefore, whenever you have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone. Now listen to this. Y'all going to like this part. Especially to those in the family of faith. Now that does not mean treat everybody that's not in your church family bad, okay? But it says especially to the family of faith. And I kept looking at it. I said, well, why is that? Because you know what? This is the whole deal. God has brought us together to build up one another to make the most of every opportunity to the world. See, if we come in here, that's why it's so important to get together. I hear people say, well, you know, I believe, but I don't really have to go to church. You don't have to. You get to. You should want to. I miss you guys, man, when I'm not around you. You know, as you know, texting, calling, texting, calling, and everything else. You know, sometimes my week get a little crazy. If I didn't send you a text, I don't mean I don't love you. It just means it got crazy. It's a crazy word. You know, say, I need to be praying for you. Miss Karen told me today, she said, I was praying for you for all week. I said, yeah, I'll take it. She said, I didn't hear much from you this week. I said, I'm glad you were praying. <laughs> and I appreciate that. Because there's a lot going on in the world, and we need to be coming together. Yeah. And I tell you what, if you followed any type of news, if you could believe any of it, uh, we need to be pulling together and lifting up a lot of things that's going down the pipe. Amen. And we'll talk more about that. We need to be pulling together as the church. We need to be paying attention. I don't know about you, but some of the things that are coming around to be voted on, it's got my attention. How about you? 
So as we look at this stuff, whatever you pay attention to is going to grow. Somebody say amen. amen. Oh, I shouldn't even have to tell you to say amen on that. You know whatever gets your attention, it's going to grow. If you've got a garden, you pay attention to it, it's going to grow. Right? If you've got a savings account and you're paying attention to it, it should grow. If you invest in your kids, they should grow. Right? What else? Anything that we get our time in, we start gravitating to, it's going to grow. If you focus on your problem, it's going to grow. <laughs> it is. But sometimes it's hard to get our head off our problem and onto the Lord. And I pray today that the message will help get our attention and, and help us to look at what God has done for us and all these different things. And, and I, I see this too. I said, you know, if I pay attention to my work, it's going to grow and all these things. But you know what? If I pay attention to what God's done for me, it's going to grow in my life. When I start counting my blessings, I want to be a blessing. How about you guys? When I start seeing what God has forgiven me of, I want to forgive others of that. Amen. And that's what happens. God starts cultivating in your heart, putting those seeds in your heart of patience and joy and peace. All these things because that's what he's about. And that's what he's done for us. And so I, I pray as we come through here today that, yeah, we want to build up our church family, but we want to add to the church family. I'm not talking about Nine Cedar Road. I'm talking about the kingdom. You're welcome. We got some more chairs in here if y'all want to come on. That's fine. But it's like I've said before, it's not about me to, to put people in the seats. It's about getting the seed of the gospel in your heart. See, if you get the seed of the gospel in your heart, you'll get in the seat. You'll get in the groove. You want to tell everybody. Now, how many people knew me before I got saved? All right, you need to leave. No. <laughs> I'm just I'm just seizing. I'm just <laughs> I say, Bryce, I ain't saying nothing. I ain't Jeff's going, you don't want me to talk. No. But I was always pretty excitable, right? But Lord, I got saved. <laughs> I got to hearing about Jesus and being forgiven and thinking, you mean all that? You mean the past, present, everything? All, I mean east to the west, the whole thing? All that? Woo! I love some Jesus. How about y'all? Man, being forgiven is a great thing. Now, I always couple that. That don't mean just live any way you want, that we strive to be who God's called us to be. But you know what? We need to have our attention on him. We need to be looking at what God says and making those adjustments. But the biggest gift that we can give somebody and pay attention to is giving love. Right? The Bible says they will know you, my disciples, from your love for one another. So that means no, no church backbiting, kicking, church bruise, everything else. That means if you got God in the center, right? And you're thankful for all he's done for you. Wouldn't you pass that on to somebody else? You know, how many people, if, if you try to tell somebody something about the Lord and they don't receive it, you get irritated. I had a season in my life like that. I had a season in my life like that. Now I just said, that was me. Right? I'm just being, that was me at one point. And I said it before, my neighbors, oh my goodness, my neighbors, Leonard and Teresa, they tried, they prayed, they begged, bar, bribed me with food, everything else. Why don't you come to church? And I gave this standard answer. Oh, that place will fall down if I go in there. You know what, you know what my buddy said? He said, we got a building committee, don't worry about it. Okay. But they kept loving me right where I was. And you know what? They were living it out in front of me. And I'm so grateful for, for the folks that God puts in our, our lives. And a lot of times, you know, me and Brian talk about a lot of times. We hung out, did a lot of things. And then later on, God used that relationship when we're teenagers to help iron sharpen iron as we're grown. And lift up one another's family. Man, I am so thankful for those relationships. Whether they're old relationships, new relationships. But I want those relationships to be vibrant. How about you? 
I want them relationships to be vibrant. And if you want a vibrant relationship, you got to pay attention. Right? You need to listen. You need to see what's going on. Now, I'm not saying you got to sit there and listen to every single problem somebody got. But you know what? Every now and then, all they need is just an ear. I heard a guy speaking this morning. He said, this is, you, can, you can see if this is in your life or not. And it's not necessarily true, but I thought it was kind of interesting. He said he found out about complaining. He said in his life, the people that he complained to, he said 80% didn't want to hear it, and the 20 were just glad it won't them. Ain't that something? They didn't want to hear it, right? I remember, I remember when my dad was real sick, and I had a guy where everybody said, hey, man, how's your dad doing? I ain't slept. I, I'm back and forth. Things are looking bad. We're in hospice care, all this. And, and I'm like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. And I'm sitting at the table at work because I got to go to work. I can't be off the whole time, but I got to have my phone. Y'all been in some of those situations where you just, you got to be somewhere that you don't want to be, but you have to be there. And I'm there, and I was sitting. I'll never forget. I was sitting there. And a guy come in, he goes, hey, bud, how you doing? I said, I'm hanging in there, man. And he says, uh, he says, how's your dad? And I said, well, let me tell you. And next thing I know, he said, yeah, how's your dad? He was in the cheap seats. And I said, don't worry about it. <laughs> We're going to make it. He didn't mean anything by it, right? But see, our attention spans get short, man. You know? But guess what? When it's your problem and it's on your front porch... You're like, stop. I tell you what, what I've found in my life, when I've gone through a few things and come out the other side by the, by the strength of Jesus and the love of, and of God and the grace of the Lord, it makes you a little bit more compassionate in some of those areas. It makes you a little bit more compassionate. If, you, if you, you've had money and then lost money and then, somebody, and then you got back on top where you're doing all right and then somebody talks about not having money, your ear is leaning into that a little bit more. If you've been sick or gone through something like that, or if you've been through some depression or this or like that, and you come out the other side and somebody says something like that, you tend to lean into that. I hope we do. Because you know what? You might be the only Jesus they see. You might be the only one that they see. And I know we miss opportunities, but Lord, help us to get better with that and rely on Holy Spirit, to, to, to be listening and, and, and to be filler-uppers, if that makes sense, to pour back into people. Those relationships are awesome. And so, you know, a lot of times we get so focused on things that don't matter. Think about this week. Have you worried about anything this week? A couple things? I'm just saying, we do. I mean, some of us just got back to work. Some of us have been off the work. Some of us we don't know. Some of us got doctor reports. Some of us don't feel good. Some of us got crazy kids, everything else. I'm sure my mom would agree with that. Amen? She's been working me this week, boy. I tell you, she had me going. She had me going. She wants to know when the Redskins are playing. I said, uh, next year. She said, it just seemed like they got going. Because as we get older, things go fast, right? Everything else. So that's good. I'm going to get Marble set up on the Super Bowl today. She's ready. Got her pom-poms going. I've got to tell you this, too. She might not know the Redskins are not playing because she's got a floor model TV. Chris would say another day, he said, your mom's got a floor model. She said, everybody's green on the screen. She probably thinks the Packers are playing. You know, something like that. She probably, on there. I said, me and Tim told mom, I said, mom, we can move that. We'll get you a big TV. I don't want that on my wall. You know, we buck change sometimes, don't we? We like that comfort zone. 
And so as we walk through a few things today, we might get out of our comfort zone, but I'm going to tell you what, when we start leaning into where God's at, it's going to be all right. It doesn't always have to be comfortable, but you know what? Once we're committed to that, it can be transforming. How many people are ready to hear the word from the Lord? Say amen. amen. All right. So we're going to jump on in, and i tell you, I had a great time putting this message together. I love. See, I, I pray about it, and the Lord's giving me things. I don't know what we got to the end either. Because I'm just listening and looking and listening and praying and looking and I said, whoo, this is going to be a good one. You know what? I say that every week, so I just want to let you know. It's about the Lord, not about Buddy. Let's do it. So look at this. What has your attention? I, you know, we walk through all these different scenarios and stuff. And I just want to take a few minutes to kind of look in the mirror and stuff. So what is it that has your attention this week? Well, let's, let's start today, this week, or maybe last week, all right? Could it be worry? Again. I always say, I'm not minimizing your problem. I want to come in and help fill you up with the word of God to encourage you. To encourage you, right? So look at this. Let's do a little test here. I said, let's, let's do this. If there's something you've been worried about in your life, everybody is worried about something in their life, right? So everybody can kind of play along with this little experiment here. I'm not going to come where you are. I'm going to see what's going on. I want you to close your eyes. We're not going to stay there. just want you to close your eyes for a minute. All right? And over about the next 15 seconds, I want you to think about that thing, that person, that situation that has worried you or does worry you. Boy, that's really encouraging, isn't it? You thinking about that? Okay, okay. Now, I'm looking around while y'all doing that. Everybody thinking about that? I'm getting a good, good vibe here. Okay, come on. Let's come on back. We don't have to worry about it no more. But I just want to, I want to ask you a couple questions. When you thought about that, what happened to your body? Now, I can tell you what I saw on a lot of folks, right? Did you tense up a little bit? The inside, like that? Face get a little like that? Bite your lip, maybe, something like that? Can you feel that little tweak in your cheek muscles? You know? You think that's good for you? That can't be good for your body, right? Got some good news. You don't have to hold on to it, Amen. You don't have to hold on to that no more. But I just want to kind of set that as a stage because a lot of times we'll sit there. Has anybody ever lived in this, I'll call it the woulda, shoulda, coulda,ville? Man, I cannot tell you how many times in my life that I would be playing off people. And when I mean people that, were, had, that, that had a, a, a piece of my attention, I said, well, if they do this, I'm going to do that. And if they say that, I'm going to say this. And if this happens, I'm going to do this. You know what I kept saying I was going to do? I was going to do? I would have slept a whole lot better if I said, Lord, you know what's going on. I'm going to pray for that person, pray for me, and uh, it's yours. Right? See, that will diffuse worry when you give it to the Lord. I said, that will diffuse worry when you give it to the Lord. You say, well, how do I give it to the Lord? You know what? Realize this, that God loves you. And if you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and the finished work of the cross, that you are a child of God, right? Now, I don't know about you, and, I, and you can run into all different types of folks and everything else, but the folks that I know here and the folks that I run into mainly, mess with their kids, see what's going to happen. Amen. You want some trouble? Whoo! Denise is pretty and soft and everything else, but boy, if I go get one of the boys, I'll get this. <laughs> she still looks pretty when she does it, though. Help me, Jesus. <laughs> I'm trying to, trying to get on out of that one. But you know how it is. Man, something like that, they say something about your boy or your baby girl. Oh, man, we get all like that. 
Well, guess what? God loves you, and he's going to protect you. And God thinks there's something special in you because he's placed it in there. So I'm going to tell you, let's get our attention on that. Let's, let's get our attention on whose we are. But what has our attention? A lot of time, worry, doubt, and everything else. I'm going to help you. Good, this is a good uh, scripture to write down. Put it on your refrigerator. If you eat as much as me, you'll know this in no time. Probably know it by noon. 1 Peter 5, 7. <laughs> Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares for about you. Man, when it doesn't appear that nobody else is listening, when it doesn't appear that nobody else cares, and I, don't, I know that's not true, but I'm just saying, well, you notice I said appears. Realize that he cares about you. We can say about us, but let's, let's make it personal. He cares about you. See, there's some mornings that I've woken up. How about you guys? I didn't even care about me. Just being honest. Everybody goes through a tough time sometimes. But when I focus my eyes on the things of God and the word of God and the truth of God, I say, you know what, Buddy Chapman? You must matter to somebody because God still got you here. There must be something that you could do for the kingdom of God. There must be some life that you could touch to make a difference in today. And I will talk to anybody and everybody I can. Amen? The kids say, going to the store with me. They go, oh, Dad's going to get some milk. It could be days. You know? I like, man, I'll talk to anybody. Like, hey, how you doing? What's going on? And you know what? I look them in the eye and I say, hey, what's happening? What's going on? Take a few minutes. Because I know that that person matters to God. And if my heart is tuned to God, guess what? They should matter to me. They should matter to me. Now, I know we can't fix anything, really, pretty much, in anybody. But we can pray for everybody that God can work through you to touch somebody. Don't make me say that again. But it sounded good when it came out that time. God was working that. He wants to use your life to touch another life to make a difference. Amen. So let's see what else we got. So if we realize this, what our attention is uh, focused on, it, it starts changing everything. Just say so you got to change your mindset. Yeah. Change your mindset. In other words, get your eye off the problem and get it on to Jesus. Is your attention on the problem? I'm not minimizing the problem. I'm not saying that there's not a problem. I'm not saying it doesn't hurt when you get your toe stepped on. I'm not saying it or whatever when you lose your job. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is this. What has your attention? Is it the negative thing or what God's trying to get to you? What God's trying to get to you. I think that's pretty amazing. We look at these things all the time. I, I had a few things in, in here I wanted to share today. I said, you know what? God is not about us living in the state of pa panic day after day. Day after day. We go, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do today. I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, what am I going to do today? You need to trust Jesus. Let's start with that. Let's just trust Jesus. And then you can say, what are you going to do today? Lord, what are you going to do today? You might say, I'm trying to get you to listen to me. How about that? See, if we get all wrapped around the wheel and pointing at the problem, picking at the problem, then you want to tell her about the problem. you got to tell him about the problem. And I'm going to tell somebody else about the problem. Then I'm going to put it on Facebook about the problem. Oh, it started. Just saying. Just saying. Usually you'll find out what I had to eat on Facebook. Nobody cares. Other than it's really good and it's cheap. They like that. And you might see a picture of my granddaughter on there. And other than that, it's probably going to be about Jesus. 
Actually, let's rearrange that. It's always going to be about Jesus, and I might sprinkle it with some of those other things right there. Because I'm going to tell you what, my focus is this. I want to post things that are uplifting. I want to post things that are going to make you think about, man, am I blessed or what? I want us to go and look at the problem solver and not the problem. Now, I'm not saying that we can't look at some of the things that are going on. There are some problems. But look at this. Is your attention on prayer? Or is it on this? One of the guys used to say, we'd be working on a job. We get ready. And the guy said, can we do it tomorrow? Faith, look at the faith. Can we do it tomorrow? It's 7 o'clock. Where we go? Can we do it tomorrow? We got like eight more hours. What are you talking about? Well, I don't know. Can we just, can we just do it tomorrow? You know? And then they get all in, they can put the little thing on the end. And you're going, I don't get it. So my, my buddy, I tell you, he got some funny saying. He said, I'm going to tell you what, I got a number for y'all to call. 1-800-CRY-BABY, I'm tired of it, get to work. <laughs> we got to get to work. 1-800-CRY-BABY, go. Ain't got time for that. <laughs> but you know what, sometimes we just get all, and they're getting all into it. But I'm going to tell you what, just think if we prayed about a few things. Think about that. How many people believe prayer changes things? Amen. Yeah, it does. When we get with God about things. How many know people, people know this? It doesn't always come at the time we want, in the way we want. But I'm going to tell you what, it's never a wasted word. And it's never a wasted time spending time with God. That's right. Never, ever, ever. I've talked to many people, and I say this often, that, that towards the end of their life, many times I'm the guy that I get to spend some time with them. And I've said this before. Nobody's ever said, Pastor Buddy, can you bring me my trophies? Pastor Buddy, can you bring my 401k? I want to look at it one more time, see where I'm at. They want to know more about the Lord. They wish they'd done more for the Lord, not that we can work our way to heaven, but you know what? I believe God has got us here for a time such as this to be the light. Amen. Amen. And they want, then they want to be with their family. Amen. So you know what? Just like we said in our beginning there, what does it say? Therefore, whenever you have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially those in the family of faith. See, that's why we're going to get together to men's breakfast and the girls can do their thing or whatever. We're going to have a lot of different opportunities, but we've been talking about that and said, so, you know what, that would be something good. So we can find out the pulse rates of our brothers and sisters in Christ. The guy's going to get together and say, hey, I didn't know that you did that. I didn't know you liked doing that. You know what, I could pray about that. Hey, what's going on? Sometimes you just need that extra loving on you. Yeah. And you know what, when you got a brother or sister in the Lord that is willing to come alongside and love you through it, and love you like God's loving them, that's when things start changing, right? So we can see that all the time when we start to pray. God will start changing our hearts, and God will start changing their hearts as well. Look at this scripture. We've got some good ones for you guys to write down if you want to today. Philippians 4, 6, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Man, look at that. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Man. You know, I, many people know this. I said, if I wasn't doing what I'm doing, I would like to work where? In the hospital. Now, you don't need Dr. Bud there, but you can have a guy to pray with you and encourage you. I don't like seeing sick people or nothing crazy like that, but I know in those situations, I can pray about everything. 
I might not be able to fix anything. I might be able to make you comfortable. It's amazing. I just thought about this. Now, being a pastor and doing some stuff, you go to the hospital from time to time. And if I go anywhere, I'm going to eat. So I almost always know the people in the kitchen. I'm not kidding. I do. I go, we go somewhere, and even Brian says, oh, here we go. Here we go. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. So one of the times, not too long ago, when my mom was in the hospital, and I spent about a week up there with my mom, I was getting wore down. And I'm going to tell you, I want to thank my church family for filling in and covering and doing and back and forth and giving me a break. But there was this one stretch of time. Whew. Everybody had already been. We went through the cycle of people coming, and it was me. And I went down there. I said, man, I'm going to go get me some collard greens down there, man. That's the only thing I could think of. I'm going to go get me some collard greens. And I saw my girl back there. She said, hey, boo, what's up? She said, you look like you need a hug. Boom. I said, it's been long this week. It's been long. She said, what room your mama in? I told her whatever it was. I get off in 10 minutes. I'm going up there to sit with your mama so you can go home. Come on now. She finished packing me a big old plate, everything else. She said, I'll be up there. I went, took a little break, come back. She was right there sitting there. Man, guess what? I felt pretty special about that. Oh, she knew I was the guy that liked the collard greens. She didn't ask anything else about anything. She just saw a need, and she met it. That's something right there. See, that's relationships right there. And if you want to have an amazing relationship, you've got to take time in a relationship. And sometimes you've got to stay longer. You've got to listen longer. Sometimes you've got to suck it up. Sometimes they don't want your input. Just saying. Sometimes they just want your ear. But I'm going to tell you what. I am grateful for the people that God has put in my life, especially my church family and church family. So I'm going to tell you right now, thank you for all you do. I said, tell God what you need and thank you for it. When I was up there, I said, Lord, I need a break. Man, I don't know what it was. Every night at 10 o'clock, my mom decided to tear off her clothes and she wanted to go for a walk. I'm just telling you what it is. You're like, no, no. I want to sleep, Mom. You can't get up. You're going to break a hip. You're going to do this, you know. Because how many know we get a little older and we don't feel good and we don't medicine and all that? We don't even have to be older. We don't act like ourselves and we don't understand what's going on. She didn't know if she was at home. Am I at your house? Where's Denise? I think she took my curlers. That's an inside joke. <laughs> That's an inside joke. <laughs> it's true. My mom will lose her curlers and blame it on Denise every time. Denise ain't never had a curler in her hair since I, I, we've been married. She said, I think Denise might have those curlers. And if she, I said, yeah, <laughs> Denise's going, I know. <laughs> yeah, I think Denise might have them curlers. Said, Would you ask? I said, ask. I said, please, when the girl's over there, I said, can y'all just buy mom some curlers? Tell me which one. I'll get the curlers. We got to have a spare pack. Oh, Miss Ruthie, they're right here. I love my mama. I'll tell you what. I do. Whatever she wants. I never let her see me sweat, right? I just, oh, yeah, mama. Yeah. Because you know what? I don't want her worrying. She's going to be 90 years old. She don't need to worry. She don't need to worry. I said, mama, you're the last man standing. Everybody else passed away in the neighborhood. She said, I'll be 90 years old. I said, praise God. Let's go for triple digits. She said, oh. I don't know about that, right? And I said, Mom, have you had a good life? She said, yeah, I've done about everything I wanted to do. Isn't that something? I said, well, God's still got something more for you to do. You can pray for your baby boy. She said, I do. I said, I'll take it. 
You know, a lot of times we get to an age or a stage, we think, what in the world could God do in my life? You know what? What's your attention? What are you paying attention to? Maybe it's to pray for somebody. Maybe it's to encourage somebody. I want to tell you at every level, at every age, at every point in your life, God can and God will use you if you're available. So let me ask you a question. How many people are available today? Amen. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. Let's see what else we got going on here. Everybody doing good so far? Say amen if you can. Woo, I'm loving this. I'm loving this. It's good stuff for God to show us. Now, who has your attention? Hmm, that's kind of interesting, isn't it? You know, we, we need to see, does God got our attention? Let's see what's going on here. Look at this. I got a lot of scriptures you guys can write down. I believe it'll be a blessing to you. 1 Corinthians 15, 33. Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Now, I don't know if my dad got that from the Bible, because I don't know if he was reading it at the time he was telling me, because he got saved later on, but he knew that. Well, you need to watch the company you keep. I'm not saying that you can't be friends with folks and different things like that. And you only hang out with the church folks and all that's not what I'm saying. But I'm gonna tell you what. Have you ever noticed peer pressure is a crazy thing? At all ages, right? Yeah. You you get I tell you what, I went one time on vacation, you know how long that's been. I ain't been on vacation in thirty years, probably that's my doing. But uh I went and, and I went with somebody and we went to now you ain't supposed to share this stuff, I guess, whatever, but I'm gonna tell you the truth. We went to a dog track. I don't know nothing about a dog track. But we went to a dog track. They're running. They don't hurt them. They don't do anything else. But I thought it was kind of neat. But I said, man, them dogs are fast. I said, well, how do I bet on the dogs? They said, just at that counter, don't get up there stuttering and stubborn and stubborn. They'd be pushing you out of the way. You better tell them what you want. They got all types, they call it a canela, quinella. So you get three in a row, and I, I said, I'll take three. I don't know. But then, being the people watcher that I am, I gave somebody my attention. I seen a guy over there like this. I told my friend, I'll be right back. I said, hey, man, how you doing? How you doing? I said, uh, what can you teach me about that right there? He said, oh, you got a few minutes? See, I went to somebody who knew something about it, right? So he told me a few things, and I actually won. I won like 80 bucks. Now, with my kick math and everything else, I thought, I, I said, these people are just crazy. I'm going to win this whole thing, right? So I bet on all the horses. I mean, dogs, all of them. Just so happened that the one, that one was the long shot, and I still got some money out of the deal. I don't even know how it worked. I said, well, I'll just keep betting on all of them. I'm going to win. <laughs> That's stupid. Let me tell you right there. <laughs> that is not a good plan. I lost everything that I wanted, everything that I had, and everything else. I walked by that guy and said, thanks a lot. Right? <laughs> He never told me to do that. See, we get a little piece of the information, then we run with it, right? Oh, man. I tell you what. I was up there getting ready to leave. This one kid had a chili dog. I was like, I wonder if he's going to eat all that. I ain't even got no more money. Guess what? You know what that did for me? I ain't never been back. Don't want nothing to do with it. I get nervous when my dog runs now. I'm afraid it's going to cost me money. Slow down. <laughs> I ain't kidding. Woo, what's going on? It's crazy, man. 
But see, when you go through a few things, whatever gets your attention, you, you start looking at a couple of different things. So I, I ended up in some bad company, right? Or uh, maybe I was the bad company. See, it goes both ways. How many people have been to bad company? You just wink your eye. <laughs> Man, y'all are, y'all are, yeah. Yeah, sometimes that's it. But you know what? I pray as we spend more time with God and who has our attention that we are more of the light. Let's keep on going. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 and 10. Two people are better than one because together they have a good reward for their hard work. If one fails, the other can help his friend get up. But how tragic it is for the one who is all alone when he fails. There is no one to help him get up. How many people have been that person alone? That's a rough spot. That's a tough spot. But you ready for some good news? You're never alone. You're never alone. I want, to, I, want, I want to say that if you don't take anything out of this message today, take this. You're never alone. God is for you. He is with you. If you're a blood-bought believer, put your faith and trust in him. Holy Spirit lives in us. He is there for you. Amen. Right? Yes. Men will let you down. I'll let you down. I don't set out to, but, but we do. Right? That's why I'm always pointing to Jesus. I'm pointing to Jesus. Not buddy pointing to Jesus. So look, to me right there. That's pointing to Jesus. But you know what? Just like we said, let's read what we had in the very beginning on our, on our sheet there. It says, therefore, whenever, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good for everyone, especially those in the family of faith. <laughs> so you know what? We're two or more gathered, right? You know what? When we work together, but sometimes, you know what? We can help that person, and they can help us. When I had my knees done, Many of y'all know when I, uh, a few years ago I had my right knee done. Um, they did a total knee replacement, left knee done, total knee replacement. And me and Denise was talking about that. And she said, why don't you do both of them and get it over with? I said, why don't you do both of them and get it over with? No, 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 I was like, no. Now, I'm going to tell you what helped me with this. I thought... If I got one leg that's bad, I can get to the bathroom. If I got two of them bad, you're going to have to help me. She said, you ought to do one at a time. <laughs> so we, we, we came to that real fast. <laughs> See, when I had one good leg or one not so good leg, I could get around. Just like this right here. You got somebody helping you. But man, when I went, when I went and got the other one done and I had one real good one, whoo, I was good. I'd go like this. <laughs> I was getting it, man. That was good stuff. But again, you need to seek good counsel. You need to listen to people. You do not do that, and three days later, take your car to the mall and walk for four hours. You're so excited. You're just walking with that cane. You're walking with that cane. You're looking at the cell phones. You're coming back. And that night, your wife says, what were you thinking? You were whining. You cried. I told Denise, I said, baby, I know you can't do anything about it. Can you just sit with me? Ooh. I took so much medicine, all I can tell you is this. It still hurt, but the sounds that I was hearing in my head just changed. It went from me crying to sound like a freight train. I'll take this one pill, and after I take that, it'd be like about 20 minutes ago. I said, is that a test pattern? Am I going out of here? I don't do good with medicine. But I tell you what, all I wanted, I just want somebody to sit with me. I just wanted somebody to sit with me. I knew she couldn't change anything right then, whatever. And then she'd sit there and she'd say, 
I'm so tired. I said, oh, honey, I appreciate you sitting with me. Every time she go to nod out, are you all right, honey? Yeah. Oh, this hurts so bad. Oh, this hurts so bad. You know what? Sometimes when you're going through something, you just need somebody to sit with you. She didn't have to say anything. She didn't have to, you know, look at this. Look at this, you know. I just needed somebody to sit with me because I was in pain. I was broken. And it was my own doing. See, there's things in our life that we come across and it's our own doing. But you get to a point, it's like, I just need somebody to sit with me. I just need somebody to listen. I just need somebody. Hey, could you possibly care just a little bit? But you know what? I pray as we walk through different things as a church family that we are attentive to the needs of others. I know we're going to miss some, okay? And I know we can't be everywhere for everybody, but we can sure pray for one another. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's keep on going here. Proverbs 12, 26. The righteous choose their friends carefully, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. Man. We see a lot of this in different relationships and stuff, you know? What is it I'm going to ask y'all, if you think about your best friend, think about one of your best friends. Don't have to be the very best friend. I got a lot of best friends, right? First one's Jesus. How about that? <laughs> but you think of a good friend. Now, I want to ask you a question. Tell me why that friend is your best friend. Who can tell me? Who they listen? They love you. They forgive you. They'll put up with you sometimes. Those things. Now, you think about those things right there. Do you got a friend that you can call 2 o'clock in the morning and say, I got a flat tire, come get me. See, everybody needs that 2 o'clock in the morning friend. And if they won't come, Jesus will still sit with you. Amen? Amen. Amen. Now I want to ask you another question. Are you that friend to others? And if not, what do you have to do to make the adjustment? Amen? We might just need to read a little bit more of the word. We might need to realize how much God has done for us. You might need to realize that, you know what, somebody's dealing with something and God chose you to be his hands or his feet or his ears or the provider or whatever the case may be. Are you willing? Who has your attention? The world or the word? Take a look at this. Proverbs 13.20. Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools. And get in trouble. Choose your friends wisely. Right? How many people invest in other people? Now, we do one way or the other. But there's a lot of folks that just go home, come back, go home, come back, go home, come back. That's it. You know, go to work, go back and forth. Are you investing in others? Are you investing in others? I hear this a lot. But you got a lot of connections. You got a lot of connections. I got a lot of people that I invest in. And they invest in me. And when it's my time to put up or do whatever, I try to do that the best I can. We know we always can't be that there because ultimately God is the source. Ultimately God is the source. But I want you to hear this. Many times God will use you as his resource. Come on now. God will use you as his resource. There's been times that maybe I can help somebody out with this or that or whatever like that. And what I, what I really try to do is this. Hey, this right here, I hope this helps you, whatever the case may be. Look at it as an extension from your Heavenly Father. Don't look at it as buddy. Look at it as an extension from your Heavenly Father. Hey, I'm just the conduit. 
That's good. Don't have to bring it up again. Not going to talk about it anymore. Not going to say anything about it. Ain't going to be remember when. And guess what? If something happens and they need to do something for you and they don't do it, guess what? It's still okay. Because you know what? You can take that scorecard and rip it up and throw it away. And get on, play, get on, get on firm ground with the Lord. I'm not going to look back. I'm not going to keep looking in a rearview mirror. I'm not going to say, woulda, shoulda, coulda. I'm going to say, you know what, Lord, thank you that you give me an opportunity to be a blessing. And I pray that that's what we do as a church family. Amen. Let's bring it on home here. Proverbs 27, 17. As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. Spending some time in the Word. Getting together. Praying for folks. Different things like that. Just being an ear for somebody. Maybe just say, you know what, you matter. Send them a note. Send them something like that, man. See what they can do. See if that will help them in, in their travels and what they're doing. Be that person. Be that person that can help out. So when you look at this, who are you investing in? Who are you investing in? Think about that. We talk about the men's breakfast. We talk about mentorships. It doesn't just have to be man stuff. These young ladies and, the, and these, these uh, attractive senior ladies, how about that? i got to watch how I say anything. Right? And that do good? And that, is that good? I'm talking about, you know what? We can learn so much from somebody. The generation before you, the generation behind you, or you put them together, man, you can be a difference maker. You can be a difference maker for sure. So let me tell you, how is that playing out in your life? How is that playing out in your life? Man, I like hanging out with Michael. Michael, what, 24 years younger than me. He tolerates me. I like hanging out with Chris. I don't know how old he is, but I just like hanging out with him. You ain't got to say how old you are, brother. I'm just messing with you. See, I pick on him because that's my buddy. So you, you can pick on your buddy. I like hanging out with Anthony. I like hanging out with anybody, you know, spending some time, seeing what's going on. And people say, you're always gone. You're always doing this. If I got stuck in the house, y'all would, your phone would be melted down. He'd be like, oh, God, he's calling again. I got to move around, man. I like to get out. I like to see what's going on. And that's okay if that's not you. But I tell you what, when you can't hardly walk and you get to be able to walk again, you're ready to go. You're ready to go, man. You're all right. You'll be the first one up there, open the door for people, everything else. Because you say, man, I remember praying, Lord. I tell you what, I can't wait till I can walk again. And I don't have that pain again. I can't wait. Somebody say, hey, uh, we got a truck out back. Can you let them in? Yes, I can. I'm walking on down there, man. No problem. Denise, I love it now. It used to be, we go somewhere, and a little old man behind her. Now, she, I wish you'd slow down. I got heels on. I said, come on, baby, I'll carry you. I love walking, man. I love walking. Because you know what? When I couldn't walk, I thought, when I said I couldn't walk, it was painful to walk, let me tell you that. So God has given me another opportunity. That's just in the natural. God gives us opportunities day after day, time after time in the supernatural, forgiving us, allowing us to speak into other people's life. And he's speaking into ours where we receive that. Because you know what? We want to invest in others, and we got to watch who has our attention. Amen? So let's bring it on home with this. Everybody doing good so far? Woo! How much attention does the Lord get? Mmm. That's a preach right here, won't it? I said, to truly put God first, you have to go. You have to let go of the world. To truly put God first, you have to let go of the world. Amen? We like to hold on to the world sometimes. We really do. I said, if, if your heart is full of the world, how are you going to put the Lord and the Word in there? Right? 
But as we read the Word, it'll start edging out some of those other things. As we, we spend time in prayer, it'll start edging out some of those other things. It starts a whole shift in our life, and we need to start saying, man, Lord, how much time do I give you? Do we just give them leftovers? A lot of times it looks like we just give them leftovers, don't it? Well, I'll tell you what. Let's see what we can do about this. How about this? How much of you does the Lord really have? How much of you does the Lord really have? Think about that. That's only an answer that you can answer. 50%? 30%? 100%? Each day may change. It shouldn't, but it does. I'm just being honest. Some days you're like, man, that was not, where am I thinking? But you know what? As time goes by, I pray that as time goes by that we give the Lord all of ourselves. Because I got to get out of the way sometime. How about you? Can you get in the way of things sometimes? I get in the way of the Lord a lot of times. I just say, man, I got to get out of the, I got to get out of the runway and put, put more time in the, with him. But you know what? Here it is. It really comes down to this. Look at this Proverbs 16, 3. Commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. And here's a big thing. It says, you know what? That C word, commitment. Commitment. Are you all in? And if not, what are we waiting for? What are we waiting for? Really, think about that. What do we wait for to be all in with the Lord? Well, you know, as soon as I get that raise, I'm going to do this. And as soon as I retire, I'm going to start serving the Lord. Guess what? You might not make it. Why don't you start today? I say about leaving a legacy all the time. You don't leave, start leaving a legacy on your deathbed. You leave it every day that you live until you leave here. You know? Man, you know what? I don't know what it will be by the time, you know, Hopefully I get a long life. That'd be fine. You know, 50 years from now, they look back. Man, that guy was excited about Jesus. Play it again. They'll probably have 10 different types of uh, backgrounds and things and doing all that. You'd probably put everything right there. You'd probably just you'd be, look out there on your palm or something see all the stuff instead of YouTube and stuff. Use what God's given you. Use what God's given you to turn around and make a difference with what he's got going. Everybody has an opportunity are you using yours? I don't care if it's your business. I don't care if it's at your work, in your family, at school, any of those things. God knows where you are. And if God knows where you are, and you're a believer in the Lord, you're carrying him with you everywhere you go. You're carrying with him. The Holy Spirit is in you. You have the ability to change the whole dynamics of the situation because the one true God lives in you, wants to work through you, to change that situation. Woo, come on, man. That's something else. When you go into a situation, what, what, when you come in and you do them and bring in all the doubt and everything else, or when you come in and you say, hey, look, we, we're going to pray about this. I shared this story. Uh, I got some different faces in here. I'll share it with you. One of my buddies was bad, bad, bad off. We had to dress up and everything to go pray for him. And they had cut the man's legs off from disease and things like that. They called the family in and everything else. He was out. And me and one of my preacher buddies went in there and we prayed over that guy. This is a God thing, not a buddy thing, not a preacher thing, the Lord thing. Amen. Praying, 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 praying. I remember my buddy was praying. He said, look now, you ain't going out like this. God still got something else he's going to do in you and through you. And we're standing here right now. And we're trusting God that he's going to bring you through that. 
Now, I'd like to tell you he jumped up and everything was fine. That was not the case. It was a few weeks. He started getting a little better. Another month, he's taking phone calls. That summer, I saw him at Harpoon Larry's. He had fitted with the, with the uh, what do you call them, prosthetics? Yeah. And he came over and he hugged me. And he said, I'll never forget you and Billy coming to the hospital praying for me. Billy was on the left and you was on the right. I'll never forget that. How did he know that? Come on, man. I was amazed. Why should I be amazed, though, really? He knew exactly where I was standing. He told me what we said. But they had count, the world had counted him out. But Jesus was counting him in. Come on, man. That's a good word right there. And God used him for several more years. He went on to be with the Lord. But I'm going to tell you what. Guess what? What testimony did he have during those next couple of years? He was quick to tell everybody what God had done for his, in his life. He was quick to tell them, hey, let me tell you what. If you didn't believe, look at me. God raised me up. God changed my situation. God restored me. Did it come in the time that we thought? No. Did it come in the way that we thought? Maybe not. But God worked in that in a mighty way. Be committed and let your actions show that. So here we go. The alarms are sounding in the world. I'm not going to go too, too deep into that. I'm not a real political guy or anything like that, but I'm going to tell you what. I am a moral guy, and I'm going to tell you, when I see things in the law changing about babies and this and that and all that, we need to stand up, church. We need to stand up. There's some crazy stuff going on out there. Crazy stuff. I, I never thought that I would live this long to see the things that I see now. We need to be the voice. Look at this. The Lord <clears throat> promotes unity. Are you promoting unity in your family, at your job, throughout? See, that's the thing. That's, a, that's, a, that's something, a characteristic of Christ should be promoting unity, not only in the church, but as you do that in the church and building up one another when we go out. See, so when, when you're sitting uh, at work and, and the guy that was working with you telling you about how bad the other guy treated him and how bad all this was, everything else, maybe you could defuse that instead of putting fuel on it. Just maybe. Maybe you say, you know what? What would happen if your buddy was up there and you working on something? You know what he said? They didn't give me a raise and they did this and all this. Can you believe it? What would happen if you said, man, I hate to hear that. Let's pray about it right now. That might just change everything. It might just be, woo, you know what? You're right. We do need to go to that. We do need to go and see what the Lord has for us. How about this? It should be don't, I think I got on it. Don't mistake his mercies for approval. I said do mistake it. Don't mistake his mercies, his mercy for his approval. Thank you, Tim. Don't mistake his mercy for his approval. God's patient. But just because he's waiting doesn't mean he agrees with what you're doing. That's all I want to swallow sometimes. But I'm going to tell you what. As we adjust our life to the things of God and pay attention, we're going to start walking in the things of God. Hey, you know what? Just start today. Let's just start today with that. Don't make it, don't make it next week. Don't wait until everything gets right. God's already right. 
So I'm going to bring it home with this. I hope you guys have enjoyed this as much as I have to share it because God's pouring this through my life. Let me tell you, I'm not preaching anything that God ain't working in my life and I need to make adjustments just like anybody else. I always tell people, I'm not preaching at you. I'm talking with you. And let me tell you what, we're going to walk through this thing together. Your attention, please. Lord, help us. Look at this. We need to come together as a family of God. I think we do a great job of that, but you know what? We're not done yet. Fellowship stuff that we talk about doing different things like that. Encourage one another. Pray for one another. Be quick to say, hey, man, how's it going? What's going on? Let's see what's happening there. Build up the family of God so that we can work the will of God. When you build up the family of God, you're able to show the world what God looks like. They will know you by your love. Think about that. So I want to ask you this as we get ready to, to pray. Does he have your attention? And if so, does he have your commitment? Let us pray. Lord, today I pray that you take the message that you placed in my heart and make it so much more than what I could ever, ever do. Lord, we come together and we share and we cry and we laugh and we talk. But Lord, we come together ultimately to glorify you, to lift up the name of Jesus the one true living God, the only way to heaven, who separates our sin as far as the east is from the west, puts them in the sea of forgetfulness. Lord, that you paid the ultimate price to rescue us out of our sinful nature, to set us in the family when we call on the name of Jesus. If you're here today, I want to share a few verses with you that I believe that will help you come to a really good understanding of what God has done for you through the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That means we all have blown it. We sin. And sin separates us from an amazing, awesome, loving, holy God. He is holy. He cannot be around sin. So what he did so that he could welcome us back into the family, he paid our sin debt in full. Jesus willingly left heaven and came here and lived the life fully man, fully God. He understands. He never sinned. He was the perfect sacrifice. And you know what they did to him? They put him on a cross and they beat him. And they cursed him. And they spit on him. And all that. See, if you want to know what sin looks like, look to the cross. That's what it looks like. But if you want to know what grace looks like, look to the empty tomb. He gave his life he laid his life down to pay the sin debt. And the Bible says, when we receive that by faith, the gospel message is this, that Jesus came and lived a life without sin and took the punishment that was deserved, you and I, for our sin. And sin was dealt with once and for all. It is finished. They did not roll the stone away so he could get out. The stone was moved away so you could see in that your Savior, the one true Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, when he said it was finished, it was finished. On the third day after he died, he rose. And about 50 days after that, there was some of the psalm right after that, and then 50 days after that, they, they would even be seen in, in some of the different areas and people would put their hands in the holes on his wrist and where he got hitting the side with a spear. Like Thomas, he said, 
my God, my Lord. He is risen. And I pray today that you grab a hold of that by faith. The Bible says if we confess with the mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised him from your dead, you will be saved. And I love this here. Romans 10, 13, it says this, and whosoever calls upon a name will be saved. If that's you today, tell somebody, that's my prayer. I put my faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. It is finished. We love you. We'll see you. Amen. Everybody said amen.